The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, we're back to the jazz. How about that? The jazz is back, baby. The jazz, the is, jazz back. is back. And maybe it's in celebration of Derek Brunson's dominant win over Darren Till in the main event. Submits Mr. Till in the third round via rear naked choke. Till had his moments early on. He had his moments a little bit later. But for the most part... This is the Derek Brunson show. He gets it done five wins in a row. He called for Israel Adesanya next. And we will see if that is the direction the UFC in the middleweight division heads as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 36 post-fight show here on MAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck. I am not alone. Thank goodness. We got my best friend, Prince of Positivity, Alex Kaylee in the house. How are you, sir? I'm lively and awake. It's not even... It's just barely 6.30 East Coast time. Uh, for some people, it is 3.30. It's the middle of the day. It, this is a beautiful time to be talking, to be watching MMA and to be talking about MMA. I agree. The UFC needs to do this at least once a month. Oh, catering to this to this time slot. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. To the, to, to, the, to the beautiful people of the UK. This is, this is for the people. The people in the UK were, are right. This is, when, this is when MMA is supposed to happen. I agree. And on the ones and twos, baddest stash in MA media, E. Casey Lydon. Hey, hey. I absolutely love this start time. That was the true performance of the night, was starting the fights so dang early. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. Uh, I would also agree that Derek Brunson has every right to call for a title fight right now. Will he get the next one? Probably not. But has he put himself firmly into that conversation? Absolutely. He goes out there, weathers the early Darren Till storm, and then eventually 
I mean, probably a 10-8 first round in the end of that. I mean, it was pretty darn close. I mean, that was one-way traffic for the last half of that round plus. And then Brunson took control in the second. Till had a couple moments in the third. But in the end, Brunson gets it done and stops Darren Till. He did exactly what he needed to do, AK. So overall, were you surprised that this was such a dominant performance from Derek Brunson? I was not. Uh, I listen. I, anyone who listened to me pre a fight, uh, I admit my recollection of Taron Till's fights was very shaky. So I do. I do apologize in advance for uh, some of that my lackluster analysis. But uh, but at the heart of it was my thought that he's and this is something that Casey said before as well. Till is just so unproven at 185. Like we kind of know how good he was at 170, and at 185, it was really only a sample size of two fights. A close one that he won over Gaslam, and then a, a really competitive fight with Whitaker, though that he that he clearly lost. But I mean, but a competitive fight. So we know he can hang with the best. Um, but like it, but is he one of the best? And that's why uh, Derek Brunson was such a perfect opponent because Derek Brunson's whole story is he can beat a lot of sort of mid tier uh, middleweight competition, but he can't beat the best. So tonight we so uh, uh, today we would find out is Till middle-tier competition, or is he one of the best? Because if he's one of the best, he's probably going to win. If he's mid-tier, Brunson's probably going to run over him. We got the we got the uh, the latter. We got Brunson using his wrestling, uh, just relying on it, and, and and a solid chin, some good t- uh, striking defense, and and uh, going with his fundamentals to win the fight. So uh, no, I was not surprised at all. I thought both. I thought again, uh, Till looked good when he was on the feet, as we suspected, and Brunson looked great when he could get the fight to the ground. So this this really played out, I think, as uh, not just me, but I think a lot of people would have would have predicted. What did you think, Casey? I, I think we were all kind of curious as to who Darren Till was as a fighter, especially at 185. Was he good? Was he pretty good? Like, wh- how good was he? We weren't really sure. I mean, AK talked about it, small sample sizes. feel like the ceiling was was very high for Darren Till, but we weren't really sure what we were going to see. And then Derek Brunson goes out there and, and just does the damn thing. So your thoughts on Brunson's performance, what he was able to do, and – you know, how Darren Till looked in, in this fight as well. I wanted to go back to what AK said. Um, even your question, we're, we're asking about Darren Till, Darren Till, Darren Till. Like, it seems even though he dominated and he's going to win 50K, he just won a main event, dominated Darren Till like maybe no other person, maybe other than Tyron Woodley, I'm, 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 I'm thinking in the UFC, um, well, I, well, he got knocked out, of course, but um, by Masvidal. But at least just in a main event fight, like, just we're not talking about Derek Brunson still. We're still talking about Darren Till. It, that doesn't mean it, it's the conversation should be all about Derek Brunson and how good Derek Brunson is. Darren Till, we kind of came in. I think uh, me and AK, we, we were both very confident that Brunson was going to win this fight. We just thought that he's a better mixed martial artist. He's a much better wrestler, a much better grappler. He would, and essentially, you no. Know, Derek uh, Brunson would have to get caught with something. And even though Derek Brunson is maybe past his athletic prime, he's almost 38 years old, the experience he has, he has right now. And just look, look at that third round. He got – Till hurt him. Till hurt him. And, and then Brunson remained controlled, got a controlled takedown, not a desperate takedown, got a controlled takedown, and wound up finishing the fight after getting hurt only like 30 seconds before that from Till. So – just an un, just a great performance from Derek Brunson. He's so much better than the Brunson that I think people fans want to kind of go back to, like the, the the same Brunson that lost to Romero, the same Brunson that, that lost badly to Izzy. Hey, Izzy was a freaking champ. You know, you're gonna he, he lost to the champ on purpose. I mean, he lost to the champ for a reason. The champ's the champ for a reason. 
And yeah, if Brunson fought Izzy tomorrow, I would still be heavily in favor of, of Stylebender winning that fight. But that doesn't take away from how good Derek Brunson is. And without a doubt, Derek Brunson is an elite, elite, elite middleweight. And he should, he's right up there for a title, a title fight. Now, is the UFC going to give him one? Does he move the needle enough? That's a whole other story. But skill-wise, absolutely Derek Brunson. Great performance. Darren Till, I said going into this, he's a good middleweight. And I still think he's a top 10 middleweight. He's just... Um, he lost to a much better fighter tonight, and, it's, and yeah, and Derek, and Derek Brunson showed up. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything you just said. And to me, and I said this on the previous show, I said this on the, the pre-fight show with Sean Brady as well, Derek Brunson just getting a win puts him higher than Jared Kennedy, in my opinion. In my opinion. Oh. A win over Darren Till. Yeah, a win over Darren Till means more than a win over Calvin Gastelum. Especially how he the did way it. that it is. Yeah. Him finishing, this Hell is yeah. a no-doubter right now. So the ball is in Derek Brunson's court, in my opinion. He can choose to fight Jared Cannonier if he wants to, but he could also sit around and he could wait for the title fight if he wants to, too. He he has primo – he's in the driver's seat, AK. Would you agree with that? He's in the driver's seat over Jared Cannonier in terms of the on-deck circle for the title fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, much like Carla Sparza, he's just about guaranteed himself a title fight with this. <laughs> hey. Oh, wait too, a minute. Too oh, soon. No. Too soon. Oh, no. Yeah, I look in a, in a fair and just world. Of course, he's done enough to earn a title fight. Like, again, we were we were saying like, OK, again, maybe he's still, like he hasn't proven still that he can get that like win over a top five guy. That's fine. That's fine. But when you're when you're, you know, building contenders, there's some equivalence, you know, when when someone can string together at least a strong enough win streak. Again, you do want to see him get that win over another top five guy. But like, I don't see why Brunson and Cannoneer can't both get title shots. Like, I think you're right, Mike. I think Brunson leapfrogged him. If I had to pick one of the two, mm-hmm. I would certainly go with Brunson and say that uh, Cannoneer is now the one who needs one more win to uh, to get a title shot. But I understand if fans are like, well, we've seen Brunson fight Adesanya. The Cannoneer is the fresh matchup. Again, to me, that's not fair. I think Brunson has done more uh, recently to earn the title shot. But I get it from fans. UFC probably as well. Again, they always would favor uh, fresh matchups over um, over rematches unless, you know, we're talking about like McGregor's and, you know, their Khabib's and things like that. But uh, like those kind of level stars, then you want to see them fight as much as possible. But for Brunson, again, they just don't see him that way. Um, and unfortunately, he just he just can't seem to get any leverage uh, with the matchmakers, even with tonight, like one of I think one of his best performances um, during this during this win streak he's been on. So, um, yeah, I he, yes, he's done enough. Would I would I bet money on him getting a title shot without having to fight again? I would not. I would not. If you're Jared Cannonier, Casey, and you're watching that performance, what are you thinking? Or you're like, ah, I don't know who I'm going to have to fight now, but might not be this guy. If I'm Jared Kanier, um, I'm jumping and using those Twitter fingers and going calling out Brunson. If I, I think that's all he can do. Uh, I definitely think he got leapfrogged. Um, I think it's really – actually, I think it's really de- – I know we I know we said Derek Brunson's in the driver's seat, but I actually I, I still think – He's closer to the driver's seat. I think before Derek Brunson was in the back seat, I think Derek Brunson's at least riding shotgun now. He can control the radio. I don't think he's in the driver's seat yet. But um, Jared Cannonier, yeah, he was um, behind behind Darren Till. He was the biggest loser tonight, the second biggest loser, because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, for Cannonier, either 
yeah, maybe yeah. You just called out Brunson. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to do. Honestly, if I'm if I'm um, Cannonier right now, I wait a month and I call out Darren Till if I'm Jared Cannonier. Either way, hmm. yeah. the name still the name still has value. Mm-hmm. One and two, you know, I mean, he, he has the opportunity to do it better. I'll finish him in the second round. It's like name that finish. I'll just get out there. You uh, did it in three rounds. I'll do it in two. <laughs> I'll do real, it in two and a quarter. Real quick, I, I, I want to just hit on this. I, I pulled these um, from Tapology, and this isn't the betting lines. This is in, in, uh, in uh, Derek Brunson's last three fights. This is what the fans picked as far as predictions. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah, good. Uh, even our let, let me let me check just, our just, MMA just, fighting. Just think, just think about it. We're saying Derek Brunson should be fighting for the title shot, <laughs> and yet in the last three fights, these are hardcore MMA fans, and nobody <laughs> believes in Derek Brunson. There's Nobody. no it's, faith. It's, in I don't. I, it's 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 fascinating to be honest. It's fascinating. <laughs> I picked him. Let's, I picked Brunson two out of three. I didn't pick him in the Holland fight, but I picked him in the. I'm pretty sure I picked him to beat Shabazian. Shabazian. But look at that. He was the biggest underdog. But look, he's slowly. Brunson's slowly creeping up though. He went from 13 to 21 to 37. So, you know. <laughs> it'll be what he'll be. What it's eight. It's sixteen. So he'll be like thirty. Yeah, he'll be he'll be the favorite in the next one according yeah. to the tabology. <laughs> well, unless he fights Izzy, then yeah. probably not. Uh, MMA fighting. Our tweet uh, uh, before what I, which I put up before the fight. Seventy five percent Darren Till uh, pick, picking Till to win. Seventy five percent. Do 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 MMA fans know what they're watching, or is it or they or they just they just solely, love him? It's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're not. We're not Darren Till. Unfortunately, we're not. Round one isn't you no know, the pre-fight talk. You know, round two isn't you know his Twitter talk. Round three isn't you know his IG live. This is unfortunately this is just him in the cage. And in the cage tonight, <laughs> he was just no match for Derek Brunson. Yeah, he came out firing. I was like, this is what I thought was gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna ping Derek a couple times, but Derek got the takedown and everything changed yeah. from there. We got bonuses. Even, we got bonuses. I was gonna say, even Till said he had never faced a wrestler that was like Brunson. I, I guess I would would be the closest, but uh, he he had said even he was worried about the wrestling. He said this is a very different challenge, uh, and he was. Right. I mean, really, he hasn't recently. Gastelum's a guy who doesn't use his wrestling offensively that much, um, and that's about it. Otherwise, he's had some pretty favorable uh, stylistic matchups as far as strikers go. So um, yeah, we, we should have known. I mean, I well, I picked Brunson, but yeah. all right, but we're doing bonuses now. Okay. Is yeah. That, oh, well, go ahead, Casey. Go is ahead. It, are they, are they, wait, is there a fight of the night? Yes. Okay. There's a fight of the night. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Two performances. Patty and Derek Brunson. And fight of the night. Uh. Uh. I, I like DeRosa. I like DeRosa Jordan a lot. So that's that's my pick. You were Casey, two for four. Two for, Casey, we just, said, we just said yeah. we just said the UFC has no respect for Derek Brunson. You really thought they were going to give him a bonus? <laughs> they didn't give him a bonus. Nope. <laughs> he was the underdog. He was the underdog. Uh-huh. Main event. He just finished yeah. Darren. Oh my god! Yeah. I got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do you know that you know that right? Okay. I saw the man. Okay. Uh, so Tom Aspinall, <laughs> Patty Pimblett, and then Molly McCann, Gian Kim was fight of the night. I have no problem with that fight of the night. That, that was my that was a great fight. That was a great fight. That was a great fight. I have no, I have no issue. I, actually, I didn't pick that. One. I put that one on our little on our Slack channel for kind of hey, remember this one fight of the year, guys? And um, mechanic and that hey, that was my sleeper fight of the night too. 
Well done. Well done. <laughs> I like that matchup. I, I don't know why. I don't know why people were kind of down on. Did they think that? I guess they thought Kim was going to kind of. I guess the ten inch reach advantage. They thought Kim was just going to pick her apart for three rounds. But I'm like, I don't know if she has like the the motor to kind of keep up with like what McCann can put out there, which is exactly what we saw. Like she. I mean, she and McCann was getting hit for sure. Uh, and great moments but like reach I was advantage like, is McKenna's so a... overrated in mma people i mean no one knows how to use it well all the champs no one knows the tallest fighters then i mean but that's just not the way yeah <laughs> so yeah whatever. Uh, uh, like who who else couldn't you uh who was the other uh fighter that that really struggled with using their i, mean, I think was it a rosa a little bit yeah rosa a little bit is a guy who never really <laughs> uses his range that much uh i don't know it's a funny thing yeah it's right it's it's there's just so many ways to attack someone in MMA that it's just pure, pure arm reach advantage. Just doesn't tell the whole story. I don't understand. I mean, Tom Aspinall, great victory, but I think I don't think there's anyone picking him to lose this fight other than heavily favored. Uh, other than Spivak, I mean, Spivak. it was it was a very cool finishing sequence, though. Kind of like a knee to the body, knee, knee uh, elbow, knee elbow combo. Oh. Yeah, boom, boom. It was sick. But I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, that's whatever. P- <laughs> Patty was a lock. Patty was a lock. But even then, I still, under- I still understand how performance bonuses work because Patty was getting his butt kicked, and then he uh-huh. wins. So that's good. I yeah. mean, it's a cool finish, it, but, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. Derek like that. dominated. The UFC yeah. likes that. He showed grit. Why didn't Roundtree get one then? Why didn't Roundtree? That was a because that was just disgusting, and they didn't even they didn't even show they didn't even show that clip on their uh, on the social media. They didn't even they didn't show it. Ah. Roundtree got. Yeah. I mean, you knew Patty was. You knew Patty was getting one. Even if Patty got. Yeah, Patty was a lot. Even if Patty, Patty got pieced up, 110 strikes to two, and the second one <laughs> knocked out Luigi Vendramini, he was getting a bonus. If he won a decision, he was getting a bonus. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. The way they were pushing him, if he just won, he was getting a bonus. But he deserved that. That was nuts. Absolutely insane. Like when, when someone says, "Do you remember that fight card headlined by Derek Brunson and Darren Till?" The first thing I'm going to remember is Patty Pimblett's win. Because that was insane. And the way, like, I have not heard the UFC Apex that loud ever. Ever. Except for, like, the first season the Contender Series was there mm-hmm. when they let, like, 150, 200 people in there. Other than that, with, like, the, like, since the pandemic began, that was the loudest I had heard that building. Easily. Yeah, the crowd was pretty active throughout. Um, there was some chance for uh, Brittany Palmer. There was apparently one guy trying to get a Let's Go Tom, a Let's Go Tom Aspinall chant going, which uh, did not go anywhere. <laughs> fell, fell a little flat. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a cool environment. Again, we've said many times, like, oh, what if that? What if this could have been? How insane would that have debut been in, Lon- in London? Oh, you know? my God. I mean, that would Mo- have been one of the moments of the year. I, the Molly McCann fight, so it was, it was exciting. And then the Tom Aspinall win, like, it would have just been, they would have been, only slightly deflated by the main event, but other than that, there were so many memorable moment, <laughs> moments. <that> they, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it would have been tough because he was getting grounded like a lot. It was like a prolonged beating. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> so that part would have been tough. But they would have remembered Aspinall, yeah. Pimblet, McCann, like Jack Shore looked great. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but he looked he looked great. looks looks like, like a real legitimate contender at 135. So, um, but yeah, Pimblet. Look, Pimblet was the man. Uh, a lot of people might not like his personality, but guess what? That's uh, that's how stars are made. You got people. So a lot of people love you. A lot of people that don't like you, um, and a lot of people are just us talking about you. And that's the thing. I saw people on both sides talking about Pimblet. Some saying, "Man, this guy's the next big thing." Some saying how excited they were to see him finally make this and, and get like humble. So we're like, "Yeah, I want to see this guy get exposed." Um, so this was like a mix of everything. They got to see him get hurt. They got to see him come back. They got to see him get a win. He got a good promo after. Um, this was the exactly the kind of debut that the UFC would have hoped for. 
We'll see what happens. If they're smart, they don't push him too quickly. Oh, I saw no, some. No, 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 no. I can't wait for on to the next one to see these DMs to see what kind of matchups that people are suggesting for padding Pimlet because uh, good grief, it's gonna be uh, it's probably gonna be funny. We're probably gonna see a mixed bag of everything. So uh, Tom Aspinall big win. Yeah, Tom Aspinall big win. Uh, Alex Morono. Another victory Probably against win. David Sawada. Khalil Roundtree, we talked about that. that was nasty. And he came out with that in, that Eric Anders fight intensity. Uh, we talked about Patty Pimmel, Molly McCann. Big win. Needed that Ooh. one badly. Jack Shore looked great. Julian Arosa, such a dog, man. Such a dog. I that thought Julian Arosa got robbed of a, of a performance. That, that submission was awesome. Uh, he was, he was, it was third round, right? Yep. Yeah, third, third round, round. And he was, he was on his way to losing the fight, correct? There's one one. one one cards had it one one yeah okay I, I had it two of Jordan but either way it was a mm-hmm. great great submission yeah and then Mark Andre Barrio is that close AK no ish <laughs> Dolce Lund- and fi- yes he beat Dolce Lund- Lundjumbula go ahead <laughs> yes he wins as well so uh, what are the peeps saying what are the peeps right. saying let's go let's, let's peeps, go to the peeps. Um, Sorry um, for the peeps. If you threw some questions or comments in earlier, feel free to throw them in again. I'll probably, I probably missed them. No, yep. Spam, uh, guys. Now's the time to spam. <laughs> spam your questions. Now's the time. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let me go to the top. Let me go. What we got? I, I, took, a, I took a couple ones. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
Yeah, during the Q&A with Sean Brady, everyone's like, Casey's the best <laughs> admin when it comes to putting comments up. And you and it, <laughs> he's absolutely right. Uh, Casey, I, I'll let you answer this question. What's next for Darren Till? This really depends on Darren Till's ego, to be honest. If I'm Darren Till's coaches, I give him not Jared Cannonier, not anyone inside the top ten. I give someone outside the top. 10. I think I think Darren Till needs someone. I don't have a name in particular. I can't. If you throw me some names, I, I'd be help you, but uh, I, I could do better. But someone outside the top ten. I, I think Darren Till needs. Uh, he needs a for his own confidence and just to remind people who he is, kind of what he can do. He needs a, we need, we need a showcase fight with Darren Till. And it's been a while since he's had a showcase fight. And um, so outside the top 10 and not a main event, just, I think he just needs to be a fighter on a card. Yeah, this was not a good night for Darren Till. And um, it, this is a, a bad one for him. So uh, yeah. I just don't think that's possible though. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't I, think he, uh, but it's but not why, possible. I don't know. I don't know why it's not possible, but it should be, because um, I sorry, I gotta get the rankings up. But uh, let me think about that one. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw this out there. This is just top of my head. This might not be my final decision, but I think he gets the winner of Luke Rockhold versus Sean Strickland. The winner. He's. The, I was the gonna winner. say maybe the, the loser. I was gonna say maybe the loser of that fight. I, I don't I mean, if Strickland wins, Darren Till, see, like with the namesake, seems like a pretty logical next step. Till's there for, I mean, Till, <sighs> Till's name has value. A win over Darren Why? Till means something. No matter what his record is, it just is. This is crazy. This, how did he get to this he level? Draws, <laughs> he, he draws eyeballs and people care about him. And if you get over on Darren Till, that's that's a big deal. It's a we already video. have Strickland ranked higher than Till in our rankings. In our, our yeah, rankings. I know. Why should he have to go back? I, I, I don't know. I would say the loser That's of that silly. fight, maybe. Or maybe if Rockhold won. I think if Rockhold won, I'd be more in favor of him having to fight Till. I think Strickland can, can leapfrog him. Um, I understand the value of the name. Uh, I'm also looking, a lot of guys are booked. I think mean, Kevin Holland, obviously, is a perfect opponent. He's fighting uh, Kyle Dacus on October 2nd. So I think if Holland, I think Holland win or lose would be such a great opponent for Darren Till, right? Like, isn't that the perfect guy? Darren Till. Isn't, Holland's not even ranked, is he? Till might not be ranked after this loss. <laughs> Darren dead. Till. Dude, he's probably going to go two spots. Are you kidding me? It's the UFC Darren rankings. Till versus Uriah Hall. Yeah. I don't dislike that. I don't, I don't dislike Darren that Darren Till versus Uriah. Two names. Yeah. Both guys have name value. Their name value is bigger than their actual ranking, you know? So uh, it's a fight that you could... You could almost main event a fight night for that if you wanted to. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, then, if we're in agreement. Yeah, so it's a fight night main event. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that fight. Yeah, that's fine. It's amazing. It's amazing that he he has options, that he has so many options still after losing a fight, like, in such a one lopsided fashion. Like, he, like all these names you mentioned, there's a lot of good fights for him. And 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 it's true. It, it, in a lot of these fights, maybe his name wouldn't be first on the poster or in our headlines or whatever, but like to a lot of fans, he would be the A side somehow. Like if he was matched up with Sean Strickland, there's a lot of fans who would, uh, I, I don't think he'd be favored, but I think it'd be surprising. Like how many people would expect him to beat Sean Strickland, which is like based on what I don't even know anymore, but you're right. Well, there's there is we, something about him. 
the fact that we're still talking about Till way more than Brunson. You know, that's, that's only because of that's only because But all but all the comments are like I, I would say like eighty five percent Till something this and Till something that. I mean just um just, you know there you go. We, we we flow we flow with what the people want to hear. You know. And in so. fairness, I think it's because it's a little more obvious also what's next for Brunson. Either yeah. he's it's one either wait away or or yeah. wait hope or wait fingers crossed it, yeah. No one else emerges as a like really strong contender, and he gets a title shot. But that's a lot of waiting, and that's a lot of ifs. So, but again, that's yeah, that's true. Dude, let me just say on the preview show, like I didn't feel like I was talking crap on Darren Till, but I got about five or six kind of semi nasty messages from Till fans saying, you know, oh, you don't know, he he dropped Whitaker, he dropped Whitaker. Like they were they were very. That was my good. fault. That was my fault. They should I will, have been hold on. With me. <laughs> I, I have to, I do I do have to read something because th- there are some good people out there. Okay, there are some. Uh, so very honest, humble Who? people out there. Name, name uh, them. Who are these people? I believe, <laughs> I, I believe this is one of the commenters, Dalton Collins. Okay. Who wrote, I apologize. My memory served me wrong. Darren didn't floor Rob. He did catch him, but it wasn't what I thought it was. You was right. He kind of pushed him down. So there you go. People who went back and actually watched it. There you go. And then I was like, the Look, it's all good. 900 fights. There are like there's so many fights that we have to remember. There's fights every weekend. There's certain things that aren't as clear, and that's all that was. Mm-hmm. But people still love Darren Till. I get it. I totally get it. That's why his name carries such weight. It's just oh yeah. It's wild. And, 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 trust me, but, I, I didn't get I didn't get mean ones. They were just like, bro, I can't believe you're not Darren Till. He's gonna, I know. You know. It's and, nuts. And, and I, I respect it because then you're Till fans and be a fan of your guy. But we're just talking we reality. Even like. <laughs> No one like we we all picked Brunson to win, but no one was like trashing Darren Till. No, just, we just don't know enough about him as a fighter. Like we just don't. My my only thing for Till is why not for his benefit? Why can't he? Uh, Casey raised an excellent point as to like, okay, why is Darren Till favored or over Derek Brunson heading in this fight? And and, and we kind of said, well, if you would switch their like recent opponents, let's say Darren Till had gotten a fight like Elias Theodoro or like Ian Heinish, like he probably would have won those fights as well. He could have been entering this fight uh, with Brunson on a two fight, three fight winning streak. And again, I we don't know for sure, but certainly he'd be favored in those matchups, and, and that's fine. Um, so why can't we do this with Till now? Can he not? Is he not allowed to take a step back? I'm sure he doesn't want to. But for the match, can the matchmakers not sort of suggest take a step back, maybe fight someone in the 14 to 20 range, like outside the rankings? Let's get you a win streak going. Because um, that's what Brunson did. Like Brunson lost to Jacare and Izzy. And it's not like they said, well, now we're throwing you in with another back into the top of Dean just because you probably want it. It's like, no, we're going to put you in with Elias. We're going to be in there with yeah. Dean Heinish. He went, he went, he went not to all the way to the back of the line, but, you know, he definitely went yeah. outside the rankings. Yeah. Can we not get Till some more no, – I'm not saying walkovers, but some more, like, clearly favorable style matchups, some winnable fights? There's a lot of good guys <laughs> at 185 who, who, like, who he can beat, I think. Um, just just not in the top 10 right now. So, I don't know. Uh, again, maybe he does – I know he doesn't need it. I know we're saying it's wins and losses don't matter for him right now. But at some point they will, and I think he'll look better a year from now with a couple of wins under his belt. So. It's because Derek. It's because Derek Brunson makes far less than Darren Till. I'm sure. I'm sure Darren Till is paid much more handsomely, which is not necessarily fair. I mean, Derek Brunson has won five in a row and is knocking on the door of a title fight. But Darren Till has climbed the ranks at 170. He got to fight for a belt. He got in. You know, when you do that, you get a nice fat contract. Uh, I'm sure he's still reaping the benefits of of that deal, and that's it. So that's why. I mean, Derek Brunson, they're just like, Derek probably gets decent money, but him fighting Ian Heinish and, and Elias Theodoro and those guys, like it made more sense business-wise because he wasn't making six figures a fight. 
and, and as we've kind of said, and as we kind of said a bunch of times, somehow even those wins though, he's not more popular than Darren Till. So I don't know. Maybe maybe winning isn't everything. All right. <laughs> yeah. Darren Till, like if, if Phil Haas, like Darren Till, Phil Haas would be interesting. Like if Phil Haas wins so. his next fight, mm. there's no way that happens. That would be the kind of matchmaking I'd like to see. But, Darren Till um, against another wrestler. But Phil will probably just stand there and try to knock his block off. That's but yeah, I mean, that's there too. Yeah. I was at about three or four years ago when Derek was still at Jackson's um, in Albuquerque and. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Till. Uh, sorry. Brunson was still. Brunson was still training in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw him train and you know just do wrestling scrambles with Phil Hawes, and just watching just those two behemoths of men just scramble on the mats. I was just like, Good lord! I was just like, It was just like the athleticism was just like so impressive. I was like, Man, there there is a different level between like me punching the bag and those two gentlemen like it was just so far apart and it was just, it was it was just really incredible to watch so um well i do like phil if i'm phil haas i would love that darren till fight that's all i gotta say yeah what else we got uh <laughs> i like this people Uh-oh. questions gary freeman is this the g damn darren till He's the biggest question mark coming yeah. out of this. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about questions to ask after events. I mean, it's probably Darren Till is probably most of them, right? Like we know yeah. Derek Brunson gets I mean, the kudos was, and yeah. he's got two options right now. Yeah. It's wait for the title or fight Jared Cannonier. And if you win, you definitely fight for the title. So Till, there's a million questions. Brunson, there isn't. Yeah. Oh, Casey, we got a question about the oblique kick. You see that from our, our pal, Tristan Gordet. Where are we at? Uh... It might be a bit up there. It might, it might have passed by. But. Well, we can just talk about it. I don't know. I can't we can, see we can, yeah, I'll just, I'll what, just read. What, what, what does it say? Uh, Tristan says, do you think the oblique kick to the niche should be banned? Many fighters got on Twitter saying that it should. I assume we're all in favor of not banning, but I could be wrong. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I understand. The, um, wait, 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 do you have the, some of the Twitter comments from fighters? Oh, sure, sure. Let me uh, go me ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll read it. I'll find it. Just, uh, just so okay. waxing poetic on here. You know what? I was very... I never understood that. People go, oh, make those illegal, you know. But then um, actually I was talking to Sarah Kaufman and she kind of was in agreement about making them illegal. And it made, it made sense a little bit because I don't – I still think they should be legal. But she was saying since those kicks, the intention of those aren't to break down the muscle or bruise the leg like normal kicks are. Those, the intention of that kick is strictly to rip apart the ligaments in the knee. And in MMA, well, any any type of submission, there's an option to tap out. You see, if you get caught in some sort of knee bar or you know a heel hook or anything, there's an option to tap out. The problem with those kicks, there's no option to tap out. Either you just get you you get hit with it and your knee goes, or it doesn't go. So I kind of get that reasoning because there's no option to tap on such a catastrophic injury. Um, but it's as MMA, and you like um, Roundtree said you can't be heavy on your foot. You can't be heavy on that lead foot. That's why he got, that's why Bukowskis got nailed up it because he was heavy with that jab. He was, he, he put a pattern out there that Roundtree recognized and 
he capitalized it. And even Roundtree threw the threw one maybe 15 seconds before that and completely missed. And Bukakis didn't take that as a warning, and he still went the same you know game plan throwing that throwing a, a jab of a heavy lead foot. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. went very south for him. So um, I don't think it should be illegal, but I get why you should. I'll, yeah. I'll uh, read some of the reactions here. Aljamain Sterling said, uh, who wants to go into a fight, throw a jab, and get their entire knee destroyed? Ouch. Ow. Ah. Uh, I shouldn't have read those. Uh, that's <laughs> devastating. Uh, Jihanna, her hate those tricks. Those are threatening. Uh, Tatiana Suarez had one of the toughest reactions. She said, OMG, no, that's how my knee looks. Uh, Suarez, of course, is dealing with her own knee problems. Uh, S-word, S-word, S-word. Literally sick to my stomach. Um, Bilal Muhammad, that's an extreme band. That's career-changing. Um, there's a bunch more, but you guys can find that on uh, MAFighting.com. We, we compiled those. So, uh, And it was a nice graphic on Instagram as well, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. yeah um, so that's how the fighters, a lot of the fighters felt about it. I didn't see a lot of defenses. I, I didn't see a lot of people saying to not ban it but uh mike i don't know and 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 roundtree said a lot he said a lot good stuff in the in the little post interview those are kicks like you really if you do train them in sparring you throw them at maybe five percent maybe five you know and they don't even touch your partner like because they're so like it doesn't take very much pressure and dude and that's what 225 pound man coming down on that like uh that's it's brutal. The sports, it's just a brutal sport. And I, I think I, I sent a tweet out there right when it happened. I was like, we are all sickos for watching this. Because we're like, yeah. good technique, good technique. You know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I get what we're watching. We, we understand the, uh, what's at stake here. It's just like, but sometimes, man, whew, it's, uh, I mean, that, that could be career ending for Bukakis. You know, or he's out, he's out for, I mean, according to Dr. Bisbing, you know, MCL, PCL, meniscus, everything's gone. So. uh yeah i mean yeah it was it was it was it was awful to watch so i don't know i mean it's it's kind of tough for me to say that they should ban it or shouldn't ban it it's it's kind of we don't see it that often at this point but yeah it's brutal to watch i I will say that but maybe maybe each fighter like when they get their contracts they can write in their own no oblique kick (laughs) clause and then you just can't do it well but so my only my only question is why are we okay? And this is was asked by a lot of people uh, who were sort of defending the technique. Is why are we okay with why are we have so offended by that? And why are we okay with guys giving each other brain damage? Like I don't I don't understand. Like what is there is it? I get it. It's not. It's certainly not the same thing. But if we're talking about like oh this is something that could like affect someone's life and their career, there have been more careers probably ended by bad KOs and long lasting concussions than there have been by oblique kicks. So why do we? Ex- I don't know. It, visually, it's certainly different. I, I mean, seeing uh, Bukaskis' leg just buckle like that. I, I mean, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's nothing serious. I'll be shocked if they're in some sort of tear. Um, so visually, it looks worse. I understand that, but if we're talking about the deleterious effect that these kind of like all these techniques can have on someone's life, how can you be okay with one and not the other? That's like I don't understand. I mean, it's just where we draw the line. Like, like we don't allow, you know, we don't allow strikes to the back of the head, back to the spine. Like, well, why not? Why not? You know, you should be able to, you know, it's like we allow head kicks. Why don't we allow strikes to the back of the spine? We can be permanently yeah. paraly- you know, paralysis 12, for the rest of your life. 12 you know? elbows. My 12 so elbows. So I'm just saying. Right? But, but Soccer kicks. You're, you're, you are correct, AK, in what you said, but there's, there's essentially a line at some point. You know, we've drawn the line at, you know, spine attacks and back of the head attacks, you know, eye mm-hmm. gouges. So we have drawn a line. 
in the sand as far as what can be what what's too dangerous and are what side of the line is oblique kicks on you know i think that's kind of it's a gray area not the other thing area, is I, will say, I think I, I, will I, say, I understand both arguments basically from a from a i will say from a fan standpoint i get it listen we're we're really bad still i think in combat sports at how we deal with brain injuries and knockouts like for me honestly if you suffer like a vicious head kick knockout i think you should be out for like a year I know that's not feasible. The guys don't make enough money where they can do that. If a doctor says they can fight again in three months, they're going to do it. I completely understand. Uh, uh, something like a ligament tear or something, you don't have that option. If you tear a ligament, like again, if something, if this is Bukaskis, this is a serious injury, he's out for at least like nine months plus rehab plus like this could be over a year of his career gone. Um, now, again, like I said, I think that should be the case with knockouts too, but it isn't. That's why I think fans are like, well, we don't mind if a guy gets knocked out get some rest. He can be back in the cage in three or four months. It's all good. Um, but I think if we started treating all these injuries more equally, then they would be taking them out for longer periods of time. So I think there's, there's a fan and, and for us as well, there's a fan aspect. There's a media aspect of it as well that at least, at least someone can still fight again mm-hmm. uh, later in a year. If they get a head, if they get a head injury, which they shouldn't. Um, but if they get a knee, a leg, knee, anything like that, ankle, heel, uh, then they're out no matter what. So that's fine. That's another argument for banning that move. But I think it's very much all the same. Listen, we can't even fix the eye poke, the eye poking problem in MMA. <laughs> so until we until we even get some sort of improvement on the eye poking, we can't even talk about changing rules of oblique kicks altogether. We can't even fix the eye pokes. We can't fix that. So until that happens, we have to table this one. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm probably more with UAK. It just I mean, just watching it sucks because it, it's really Horrible. awful. Horrible. But that's it. That's it. I'm not saying we should ban it or not ban it. It's yeah. it's a technique. It's a mixed martial arts. It's a fight. It's a fight. Yeah. And and like like mentioned earlier, I'll just reiterate, you have to adjust your offense expecting that kick. And, yeah, that 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 takes away a lot of the striking aggressiveness, um, you know, that Bukaskis or whoever – you know whoever the victim would be you just got to be much more wary of that and um yeah that's all it just it, it it's it makes striking less fun um because fighters have to be a little more conservative because now they have to watch there's so much to watch out for so uh yeah just um cross your fingers and just hope your opponent isn't clear roundtree <laughs> is that the worst yeah, one we've seen in the ufc in a while ever right uh, that, uh, oblique, like, at least by oblique kick that, yeah I've, I've seen them like in other organizations ever. i remember miguel torres got hit like when he was in, when he bought, like post ufc in the regional circuit he got hit with a bad one that was a while back but um yeah, yeah but like like mike said they don't happen often but when they do it's disgusting <laughs> you know yeah. and you just feel yeah. extremely bad for the fighter maybe you know if, if they start happening like once a month i don't know i think there's gonna be a lot more uh a lot more people questioning the legality of it um, or if it should be a legal move, if it starts happening more and more often, because it's going to hurt promoters in their pocketbook. Because eventually, yeah, it was Bukakis, but you know what happens? Am I saying his name right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Bukakis. I, I, I felt like I was missing a I, syllable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once but once it starts happening to those money fighters, you know they get their knees blown. Then I, I, you you guarantee promoters will start talking to commission guys. Yeah, that's how that. it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, guys, hit, hit us hit us up with some more questions. Guys, right, so now is the time for questions. Yeah, we got yeah. What's <laughs> coming? I mean, this is one of those events where there's like not a ton of them. They're I just, mean, there were only not, there were only nine fights. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> or comments, you know, that really impressed you? Yeah, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are nine fights. The big storylines are pretty clear outside of like Darren Till's future. 
I mean, it's just kind of is what it is. Tom Aspinall called out Blagoy Ivanov. Mm, there you go. He doesn't. He's in no rush. He's like, dude, I'll just fight number twelve. I'll fight number eleven. Like I'm in no rush to fight for the title. He's happy with the slow burn. If your name's Sergey, so. he'll fight you. <laughs> That's right. Bob Levin, Vivek, oh, it on. Sergey uh, Heritonov. Um, sign up, sign, <laughs> him. sign up, sign up, sign up. Your name's Sergey. Watch out. Yeah, you wait, if you weigh 206 pounds and above, your name's Sergey. Watch out. Uh, I'm just looking who's ahead of him here. Some of the names. Uh, some of the people are booked, so forgive me. I'm just throwing names out there. Uh, Chris Dacus, uh, Martin Tabora, um, Shamil Abdurakhimov. Uh, Volkov's out there, so yeah, he has a pl- he has plenty of options. Yeah, like there's said. plenty of for Aspinall. What a ta- what a talent, though, eh? What a talent this guy is. He's he's shown like he's winning people over with this knockout power. And the crazy thing is, like his base is like you know grappling. He is like came up as a grappling specialist guy, um, but he's a great athlete, very agile for heavyweight. We always like to see that with guys like him and Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gan. Um, so for that, and then plus he has this grappling base. Man, that's legit. How how old is he? He's he's not old, right? He's um mid twenties, I think. Uh, twenty six. Twenty six. Oh no, sorry, he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. So, so yeah, he's just he's so for, for heavyweights. He's not. He's not. He, he still has a couple. We could see sixteen years left at heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's you know true. what? I would say this about Tom Aspin. I don't know if he's gonna fight for a bell or whatever, but I do know that we are going to see him fighting at a top level for the next 10 years, yes. whatever organization, oh, yeah. you know, he, he, yep. Yep. he, he has a fighting style. That's, that is, it's going to, it's going to do well for him. And uh, being yeah. from the UK, yeah. I, I think, think he can give a lot of guys problems in yeah. this division. A lot of guys problems, you know, but he was one of those guys right when I saw, I think maybe a second fight in the UFC, I was like, all right, this guy's good. There, there was something about the way he moved his knockouts. I was like, okay, this guy's, he just needs the right. He just needs bigger name opponents. And um, if he's not in a rush, then good on him. Good on his management. Good on his coaches for giving him the right opponents and not pushing him uh, too fast. I don't know if that's on the UFC or the, or the manager side, but they're doing a great job. Whoever's um, uh, the matchmaking for Tom Aspinall, great job. Agreed. Do, do, do. What else? What else uh, we got? Have we had a response like Patty's in oh, these sorry. events without fans? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that earlier. I mean, that was the loudest I've heard the Apex yeah. since the pandemic began. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, too, it's too bad this wasn't in London. That's all. Oh, <laughs> I know. Bad. I know. And come on. That would have been a Connor, like Connor and Dublin type pop. Been crazy. Oh, no. No, not even that. It would have been a Connor. Oh, what was it? Who did he fight in Boston when he came out to the champions walk in the middle of the card? Was it Holloway? Uh, Remember the get? He wasn't even the main event. It was like it was like in. I think yeah, it was. It was. It, was, it had to have been because yeah. the other time he fought in Boston, it was, it the, main was the main event. Yeah, when he came, I think it was the first. It was that Boston card, and I think it was headlined by Chell versus uh, Shogun. Dude, it sounded like Jose Young. Wow, that's a there. long. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> um, a long yeah, and. Uh, and when Connor came out, they, the UFC gave him kind of like a main event type walkout. I felt if this was normal times, they would have done the same thing for Patty. It would have it worked. But Venom, go to the fabric store, buy some orange fabric, mix some shorts for Mr. Patty, get a Sharpie, draw your little fangs on it, make a little Venom logo, and there you go. Stop. Come on, man. Make these guys stick out. Make them pop. Jeez. God, I'm so upset. Turn the music up, too. I wanted, to hear, I wanted to hear that jam. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, Casey, when you get the chance, can you get Scott McCrate's question about can you rate the commentary tonight? He's asking us about the commentary. Oh, there! Oh, look at that. How do you how do you do that? How do you do that? Uh, Scott McCrate, yeah. Can you rate? Uh, I was uh, I. So so it's funny. So I was thinking like uh, there was a lot of moments where I was bothered by the commentary because they got sidetracked quite a bit, uh, yes. and we're not we're not talking about the fight. It's a long stretches. It's okay, if you guys. Go on tangents. I mean, that, that's when you have former fighters, you want them to bring the sort of character and bring their stories to the to the commentary booth. Otherwise, you'd get boring people like us on there. Uh, well, no, Mike, you've actually done it before, so I shouldn't say that. But um, speaking, so I'll just speak for myself. Uh, but but at the same time, it's like sometimes there's like a lot happening on screen. And when they're not calling it, it's so disorienting. And again, I, I really want to get their educated opinions on sort of like why something's happening, um, how it unfolded a certain way. So, so I don't like it when they go too far on tangents. But Scott said specifically in his question, he's like, he says I, he, that he was entertained. And I think for a lot of viewers, that's the most important thing, right? It's like why a lot of viewers still like Joe Rogan. It's right. It's like we can be kind of in the media can be a bit like tight about like, oh, I wish they'd focus on the fight. I wish they'd understand the scoring criteria better. But at the end of the day, if the viewer is entertained by what the you know what the commentary team is saying, is that not you know is that the primary goal of of what they're doing of why they're up there talking? So it's not for me. It's not my kind of thing. But but I mean that's again that's just me criticizing uh, sort of objectively. If you enjoy Rogan, uh, Cormier, Bisping, whoever, Paul Felder, John Anik, I guess that's all that matters, right? I guess we can't we don't necessarily need to necessarily need to be so critical when it comes to it. But I'll say personally, <laughs> I did not enjoy some of the commentary tonight. So that was sort of my disclaimer. If you liked it, good for you. Uh, I wish they could focus a little more on the fights and uh, not not kind of stray too much. All I'll say is, I can't wait till Laura Sanko is in the mix for these fight night cards. Thank you. Yes, that's all I'll say. I thought I liked that. Dan Helly is okay. I mean, I know he's sort of a newer voice and we're so used to Anik and, you know, now, now we've gotten accustomed to Fitzgerald and John Gooden when he's on and then Helly comes on and it's like a little bit of a different sound, but the combination of Felder and Sanko doing color on Tuesday on the contender series is phenomenal. It was, it was a great mix. And I think she can, I don't know if serious is the right word, but she kind of injects like a fun seriousness to it where like she's having fun and showing off her personality but it's not like over over the top silly like some of these things can get uh and it gets a little tangenty like like you said ik there were times especially when the like the the european fighters were fighting i kind of shook my head a couple times uh 
you know, a little hometown, little hometown glory stuff going on. I mean, Bisping, you could tell he catches himself and then like finds <laughs> that middle ground again. But he gets, you could tell he it kind of gets away from him for a second. But then he's he has a he has improved so much in this gig and he's really good at it that he knows and he catches himself and he gets back into it. But I mean, it was it, they, they were fine when you have Anik in the quarterback role. Yeah. He can control it a little bit and and stop it before it gets out of control. It's a very tough thing to do. It's really difficult when you have personalities like that and you have to try to control the narrative and, and kind of keep everybody on track. It's not easy. So I have so much respect for everything John Anik does because that job is very hard, very difficult. Uh, the, the part of the night I liked actually I liked the best from what I remember was um, when actually DC went to the telestrator and was actually breaking down how um, Brunson was getting these takedowns and you no know, you know putting the hands underneath the butt you know emptying out the right way and all, things like that that's what I like that's what I want but I totally get why that's not what maybe the fans at home want that I don't know I, I get entertainment sports entertainment so um, whatever. They're all great. That's why I love I love Dominic, and a lot lot of fans just are annoyed of Dominic because Dominic would get so analytical. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) and and even when I don't agree with Dominic, I respect his viewpoint always, and um, and and Dominic kind of focuses on the fight, and yeah. But to each their own. Whatever it's the UFC's business. I like. I like Felder a lot. I think I he's he, does a, he, really he, he has a good middle ground. I think he, he's a good middle yeah, ground. He's really good. Um, right. Jack Shore's performance felt underwhelming. Would you agree? I don't think so. I mean, listen, it was it was it. Did he perform like a minus six hundred favorite typically would, and just go out and starch this kid? No, but. He fought a really tough guy, like a very game and tough guy. Uh, and when you don't really, especially when you take on a guy like that on short notice, when you're preparing for a much different opponent in a much different fight, you got to mind your P's and Q's. I don't care who it is, especially when you're undefeated. There's a target on your back. There's a lot of, I mean, I know he's not getting all the attention he probably deserves at this record, but at the same time, the hardcore fans had Jack Shore circled. So they're all watching him very closely. And if you follow that hardcore trend, Shore was a very popular name. So most people expected, especially the betting lines, he'd just go out there and finish this kid in a minute. Very tough to finish that guy. He's very durable, very game. AK talked about it on the preview show that this wasn't going to be a typical squash match. He was going to give him a little bit of trouble. And I mean, Shore cruised and and did his thing and he's 15 and 0 now. I, I didn't see a big problem with the performance. I thought he showed his striking continues to get better and better. Uh, he's able to mix things up nicely. We got to see some some different pieces to his game in the UFC that we haven't seen before. Uh, I, I don't think underwhelming is a fair word. Am I crazy? No, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't honestly. He was the third fight from the bottom against a relative unknown fighter to you know most UFC fans. So I think if there's a fight just to get three solid rounds in, get three solid ten nines, you know. And I don't even think he got it, – it was a great performance. It was, it was a great mixed martial arts performance. And by the third round, he was just like – he looked so loose in there and so comfortable. Uh, yeah, while you, while you, the fan, may be a bit underwhelmed, I'm sure Jack Shore and his coaches were very um, 
very we're very satisfied with his performance tonight. And he will get higher he will get higher placement in the cards, get bigger name opponents, and let's save those breakout performances for then. I think I think tonight was just a, a good a good performance for Jack, for Jack Shore, especially his opponent and where he was on the card. I like that. I like that you said he was. It was a strong mixed mixed martial arts performance. This this was this was hashtag MMA. This was MMA. Look at him using those MMA angles to avoid. No, yeah. I, I, guys, people have to keep in mind this was his third scheduled opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really tough. This was third, and I think this was on a week's notice. And yes, it's definitely a disadvantage for the guy coming in a short notice, obviously. Uh, but it, it's also a little tricky for the guy going in, uh, the other guy going in, um, because he doesn't obviously have time to prepare this is this is when you're at this level of bantamweight which is pretty deep um and again and, and ludwig is tough yeah ludwig is like i think when people see if he's probably going to get another shot i think we'll see um you know he'll get to show a little bit more uh you can't mess around we've seen a lot of guys um get upset what well, remember what was it worley alves got smoked in like a minute by mm-hmm. someone a ufc newcomer like when you don't you really have to kind of have a more conservative game plan if you're dealing with someone that you don't know a lot about. Because, uh, yeah, we've seen it called Terrence McKinney came in and smoked someone. So the, the, these are uh, – Shalinian doesn't have quite that, like, explosive knockout power. But in a different way, who knows? If if uh, if Shore had been too too uh, uh, daring with his strategy and too aggressive, he could have been put in his back for three rounds and, and, and lose a decision to a guy no one's heard of. And that's just just as bad, right? So uh, people have to take that into consideration. I thought maybe some of the GSP comparisons were a little crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like GSP. In there. I understand, very technical, very consistent, methodical fighter. Maybe pull back on that. But otherwise, not, not disappointing at all. That I just There's probably people who lost money who were uh, hoping for a first-round finish. <laughs> oh, and one more comment from um, Buffo on the beat. <laughs> what is that is that a uh is that a is it, what is that a movie i don't know is that uh what is this is this uh tv show uh not familiar with i don't know what that is it's uh, a movie it's on disney plus right yeah. it's a disney plus yeah it's a disney plus movie right okay great yeah like a no, genie not, movie and yeah super, these, i don't know these such three a, words such a, mean, bad, such a bad canadian no i'm kidding I'm, i haven't heard it i haven't listened to the album obviously shout us shout us to drake uh, i'm sure i'm sure there you go let's oh. do a little promotion for drake because he needs it <laughs> he needs it yeah right good god <laughs> Um, we briefly mentioned this, but let's talk about this fight a little bit. Molly McCann is. Whoa, you got to do the voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's a savage, man. She's a savage. Oh, she went out there and listen, listen, I love Molly McCann. I effing love her. I love Molly McCann. She keeps blowing up my phone. Give me a fight. <laughs> every day. Every day she's sliding into my DMs. Give me a fight, Dana. Give me a fight. I'm like, Dana. I'm like, Molly, I don't make the fights. I don't make the fights. I just sit in my room and I yell and scream and I turn red and I shave my head every day. And I lift weights, lots of them. Okay, I don't make the fights. But every day, here she is, sending me DMs. I want to fight this girl. I want to fight this girl. She is a savage. I love Molly McCann. That was his Boston and Dana's Dana's like yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, whatever. Dude, Molly did exactly what she needed. I, I was so excited about this fight. Uh, Molly being a, being a two fight losing streak. I think she, I, even if the loss, I honestly, I honestly, I don't think she would have got her walking papers. But I'm not sure what Molly McCann. I know she's kind of hinted at. May, may, has she hinted at retirement? 
or is she just kind of kind of a couple of fights ago wasn't okay it? I, think, wasn't yeah, I think last year last before or maybe longer ago actually maybe before pandemic but no no she left her gloves in the she left her gloves in the cage but it was for uh someone had passed i think her father okay it was something passed. else okay so it was more of an emotional more dedication than a gotcha, gotcha. okay away. but either way um no it would been three it would been three straight losses if, if she would have lost this fight tonight uh, I don't think she got released. Um, I think UFC is a little more. She's. A, I think she's a, a popular fighter at flyweight. But um, man, just an awesome performance. Just you know, I I hate using over overuse the term savage, but that's how she fought tonight. She just didn't give a f and just like I'm just gonna go in. It was very like very like Bart Simpson, Lisa Simpson. I'm just gonna spin my arms like this and you kick like this and we're just gonna meet in the middle. And that's what she did. And she just out toughed. Um, Kim, I thought. I thought Kim was. I think I thought I, I picked Kim coming into this. I thought she was a better overall fighter, but um, you know, it was one of those nights where it's, it sounds lazy to say, but I felt she wanted it more, and um, yeah, that's how she got it. Look, 10, 10 inch reach advantage. I know we were kind of downplaying it before. That's huge, and for someone who's a good striker, like Kim yeah. is a good striker. Just, yeah. Okay, like Very maybe good. she can't use couldn't use her reach advantage, you know, mm-hmm. as like as well as she could have, but like she used it pretty well. Th- this is. This for me was like the difference between there's a difference between trying to win a fight, like trying to win a professional fight, and trying to win a fight, like a, a, a human being versus human being fight. And you saw that Molly McCann today. She's trying to win a fight. This is like this is like she's if I don't win, I'm going to die. And she, I know you, mean, out, you said yeah. out toughed, out uglied the fight. Mm-hmm. Like when you're facing someone that much bigger than you, you have to make it ugly, and you're gonna get hit a lot, which she did. I mean, she was eating combinations. But she was landing a lot of her own too. It, it's it's not it's really not something every fighter can do. You'll see a lot of fighters who, if they're getting out technique, they just kind of like tune out. They just don't have an answer for it, and they just get up getting you know they loot, dropping a thirty twenty seven decision, and it's fine. They live to fight another day. They didn't get knocked out. Molly McCann had to risk getting KO'd. Like I mean, she really had to go mm-hmm. into some hard shots and could have gotten KO'd. And uh, she just said, "Screw it. it's 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 either I'm not going to lose a decision. Like I'm just not going to happen and, that way." And I felt she was winning that fight in the last minute. You know, I think. So I think she lost the first round. Yeah, she lost. First round was close, but I think she lost it. And I think she was on her way to winning in the third round. She won the second round. And the third round, like four minutes in, it was pretty much her fight, you could tell. But then she was still like, she did her Max Holloway. She like, she was pointing at Matt. She came down with her hands down. She was like, just like, punch me, Kim. Punch Spin me. Hit you know? the face. And I was like, I was like, I was like, lady, you are crazy. I like you. <laughs> it's like, so um, that, and that is exactly the type of fighter that Dana White loves. So, um, Way to make your bosses happy. That's all. And uh, I, I'm, excited. That was, I'm excited to watch them both fight again. That was Boston Molly McCann. That was the October <laughs> 2019 Molly McCann right there. No doubt about it. Um, Congratulations on the 50 Gs for both of them. It should be 100. Yeah. yeah. It should be 100 each. Yes. Um, yeah, we have some people with some, um, some fight suggestions, but we'll say that for you guys doing on to the next. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think we're – I think we're – Think we're good? Oh, 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 boy! Oh no! What happened oh, here? hey! <laughs> wow! Okay, well, I guess now we're uh, officially good. This is a hell of a way to end. Oh, there we go. All right, we're back. We are back. I feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It was a monster. <laughs> <laughs> go back to it. All right, yeah. <laughs> my, my screen went crazy. It's like the beginning of Home Alone when the the house gets a little bit bigger and bigger, like the beginning right, sequence yeah. of Home Alone. All right, we're yeah, getting out of here. I think it's a this sign. This was a fun show to watch, guys. This was a fun show to watch. Nine fights, yes. middle of the day. Look at that sunlight. All good sunlight. <laughs> yes. It's great. Sun is uh, coming down in good old South Carolina here, but 
it's all over. The fight car is over. AK and I back tomorrow with on to the next one. So if you got matchmaking suggestions, hit AK up on the DMs, hit me up on the DMs on Instagram, and we will discuss all of those tomorrow on the program. Of course, the MMA Hour back on Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm sure Wednesday, Wednesday, not on Labor Day, on Wednesday. So uh, probably some follow-ups when it comes to this card and no UFC next weekend. But next weekend... We got we got some craziness. Wait, no, wait, no, no UFC next weekend, really? No UFC next weekend. I just, I just assumed there's UFC every weekend. I don't even bother looking at the calendar. Is it like nope, Wednesday? They're off up? to the 18th. Wow. And that's a good weekend, I believe. That's the uh, is that the O Romero, Bill Davis weekend too? Oh wow, that's a good weekend. Oh, we I, know, I know, I know it's next spam. weekend. I know it's next weekend. The fight we've Holy all been waiting for. Holyfield versus. <laughs> Belfort in I was supposed to go down the street. I was supposed to I was supposed to see the dang thing at the forum and they moved oh not the forum, the the Staples Center. They moved it across the country, so I'm sitting at home. It's okay, all now. Yeah, I know. It's okay, because guess who guess who uh will probably be there now? Oh. This Look guy. at you. All right. Ooh. Yes, get ready. We'll see. TBD, but it's looking good at this is point. It, is so. it Tampa? Is it Tampa? Or do you do it's you know? It's Hollywood, yet? Hollywood, Florida. That's south. At that's the Seminole Hard Rock. Okay, that's same not, place the PFL the way, is at. Okay. Can I just say I see a lot of people watch. We're watching, tuned into this show for the last like hour. Uh, I love all of you guys watching and commenting, <laughs> and uh, I, I I don't say it enough. Like I used to say it all the time. Thing we say. I love everyone watching, commenting, criticizing, whatever it is. You guys are the best. You guys watching and, and whoever listens to this after, you guys are the best. And uh, for all the kind words saying like, where are these guys? We appreciate it. We are here. We are back, and uh, we got lots to discuss. So we'll see you then. Uh, for Casey, for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you tomorrow for on to the next one. Have a great rest of the day and night, everybody. You got, the world is your oyster right now. Enjoy it. Get some better internet, AK. It's your birthday. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.